Stay up to date and engage with the financial world. You're listening to the Wall Street Millennial Podcast. The 2008 financial crisis taught us all how dangerous financial contagion could be. After Lehman Brothers collapsed, hundreds of their counterparties were pushed to the brink of bankruptcy, ultimately leading to the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression. The collapse of FTX is starting to cause a similar domino effect in the crypto industry. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is a closed-ended fund that owns about $10 billion worth of Bitcoin. It trades on the -the over-the-counter markets under the ticker symbol GBTC. The single largest holder of GBTC is Kathy Wood's ARK Invest, which owns about $51 million of it in their ARKW Next Generation Internet ETF. Given the state of the crypto markets, it's unsurprising that GBTC has not been having a great year in 2022, with its price down 77% year-to-date. But what is surprising is that Bitcoin is only down 65% in the same period. So what gives? Each share of GBTC represents ownership of 0.0009 Bitcoins. At the time of recording this video, the price of Bitcoin was about $17,000 per coin. This means that each GBTC coin should in theory be worth about $15 but they're trading for slightly less than $8. In fact, over the past five years, GPTC has massively underperformed Bitcoin. If you bought one Bitcoin five years ago today, you would be up 30%. If you bought one share of GPTC, you'd be down 64%. On its very own website, GPTC advertises itself as a security solely invested in and deriving its value from the price of Bitcoin. If this is the case, how has it underperformed Bitcoin by more than 90% over the past five years? Grayscale Investments was founded in 2013 by Barry Silbert, a financier who became interested in Bitcoin in 2012. Barry thought that Bitcoin had huge potential to disrupt the traditional financial industries. He also saw that most institutional investors shunned the digital coin because there were no regulated exchanges to buy it on at the time. That's where Grayscale Investments comes in. They are an asset management firm solely focused on cryptocurrencies. In 2015, Grayscale launched the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which we will hereafter refer to as GPTC. GPTC was the first ever closed-ended fund that invests solely in Bitcoin. Shares of GPTC trade on the -the over-the-counter market. Now, people who can't buy Bitcoin directly were able to gain exposure to Bitcoin by buying shares of GPTC. This sounds a lot like an ETF. You can buy shares in an ETF like the SPY to gain exposure to the S&P 500 without the hassle of buying the 500 constituent stocks. However, GPTC is not an ETF. We'll get into why this distinction is so important in a moment. Let's look at the SPY ETF, which tracks the S&P 500. One share of the SPY represents tiny ownership stakes in each of the 500 constituent companies. If you add up the value of these 500 holdings, you get the net asset value of the ETF. Let's say the net asset value is $100 per share. If each share of the SPY traded for $100, there is a 0% premium to NAV. If the share price of one share of SPY was $101, there would be a 1% premium to NAV. And if each share of SPY traded for $99, there would be a 1% discount to NAV. If you look at the premium or discount of the SPY, it always stays within a tiny fraction of 1%. And this is not an accident. By the very nature of the ETF structure, it's almost impossible for the share price to diverge significantly from the net asset value. This is because the ETFs are open-ended. Let's go back to the example where SPY trades for $99 per share while the NAV is $100. In this case, the issuer can buy one share of SPY on the open market for $99. They can then immediately proceed to liquidate it into its constituent parts and sell them for a total of $100. This gives them a $1 profit. 
If SPY traded at a premium, they would do the opposite. They would buy the constituent components for $100, create a new share of SPY, and sell it for $101, also making a $1 profit. Thus, any premium or discount to NAV is almost immediately arbitraged away. GPTC is not an ETF. It is a closed-ended fund. This means that Grayscale is not able to freely create or redeem shares. Because of this, its share price can diverge substantially from its net asset value. And throughout its history, it has. Many investors, such as Kathy Wood's ARK Invest, are not able to buy Bitcoin directly for either regulatory or technical reasons. So they buy shares of GBTC instead. At the peak in 2017, GBTC traded at a roughly 130% premium to NAV. This is the functional equivalent of $100 bills trading for $230. However, this premium was not sustainable. While GBTC is not an ETF, there are still mechanisms by which the premium can be arbitraged away. Accredited investors are allowed to deposit Bitcoins into the trust and receive shares of GBTC in return. There is a six-month lockup period. After this, they are free to dump the shares on the open market for a quick profit. Remember that only accredited investors are allowed to do this. This was effectively a massive transfer of wealth from retail investors to wealthy investors and hedge funds. Think of Robinhood in reverse. This arbitrage trade became extremely popular in 2020 and 2021. The inflows from institutional investors massively increased GBTC's Bitcoin holdings, which increased to 649,000 by February of 2021. This is more than 3% of all Bitcoin in circulation globally. The massive increase in the number of GBTC shares outstanding caused the premium to shrink and eventually turn to a discount. And while it was relatively easy for investors to put money into the fund, it has thus far been impossible to take any money out. GBTC has no mechanism to liquidate its shares into Bitcoin. Because of this, there is no way for shareholders to withdraw Bitcoin out of the fund. After GBTC started trading at a discount, no new investors deposited any more Bitcoin. The number of coins decreased gradually as a result of the 2% management fee Grayscale charges. On the surface, GBTC almost seems like a scam. You can only put money in but never take money out, and Grayscale will take their 2% management fee in perpetuity. So why were investors willing to deposit $10 billion into it? The idea was that Grayscale would eventually convert itself into an ETF. Once this happens, the price will almost immediately converge to net asset value, minting massive gains for anyone who bought shares at a discount. One person who thought this was a good idea was Three Arrows Capital founder Su Zhu. Starting in 2021, Su Zhu started prolifically tweeting about GBTC's discount to NAV. At the time, it was trading at a roughly 10% discount. If it were converted to an ETF, he could bag an easy 11% gain. But Three Arrows Capital was targeting much higher returns than this. So he borrowed money, and a lot of it. Three Arrows Capital borrowed money from many different crypto lenders, including more than $1 billion from a company called Genesis Trading. Unlike consumer-facing platforms like BlockFi and Celsius, Genesis is for institutional investors. Hedge funds, high net worth individuals, and other large investors can lend or borrow crypto on the Genesis platform. They also partnered with Gemini, a crypto brokerage founded by the Winklevoss twins. Gemini borrows crypto from users with its earn feature. But Gemini doesn't have the expertise or infrastructure to lend this money out on their own. So instead they lend it out to Genesis Global, which functions as a middleman. The relationship between Genesis and Gemini would eventually cause Gemini to halt withdrawals for its earn feature in November as a classic case of financial contagion, but we'll get more into that later. Genesis is best understood as an unregulated bank that works with cryptocurrencies and offers yields as high as 10%. The main difference is that Genesis is unregulated, and its deposits are not FDIC insured. 
Where it gets even more interesting is that Grayscale Investments, Genesis, as well as the crypto media company Coindesk and crypto exchange Luno are all owned by the same parent company, Digital Currency Group, which is run by founder Barry Silbert. This created an interesting situation where one subsidiary of Genesis was lending money to Three Arrows Capital, which used that money to buy securities issued by another subsidiary of Grayscale Investments. Throughout 2021 and early 2022, Three Arrows Capital accumulated a massive leverage position in GBTC, and it looked like things were going their way. In May of 2022, the SEC approved a Bitcoin futures ETF for the first time ever. Bitcoin futures ETFs do not own any actual Bitcoin. They instead hold Bitcoin futures contracts, which exactly replicate the spot price of Bitcoin. If the SEC was willing to approve a Bitcoin futures ETF, it seemed all but guaranteed that they would approve a Bitcoin spot ETF like GBTC, because they are functionally identical. But inexplicably, the SEC rejected Grayscale's application to turn GBTC into an ETF. Because the Bitcoin spot market is unregulated, the SEC says that there is a high risk of market manipulation. But because Bitcoin futures are already regulated by the CFTC, futures ETFs are supposedly much safer. Long story short, the ETF was rejected on a technicality. This ruling caused GBTC's discount to increase even further. Remember that GBTC is basically worthless if it can't be converted into an ETF, because there is no way for shareholders to redeem the coins. It doesn't matter if the fund has $10 billion or $10 trillion in it, if you can never access the money, it's effectively worthless. This was a major disaster for Three Arrows Capital. This, along with their disastrous investment in Terra Luna, caused the multi-billion dollar hedge fund to implode. They defaulted on $1.2 billion of loans owed to Genesis, which would have put the company on the brink of bankruptcy. In order to save the subsidiary, Digital Currency Group effectively bailed out Genesis by transferring $1.2 billion of liabilities from the subsidiary to the parent company. This put the parent company in a more precarious financial position, and things were about to get even worse. Genesis Trading had deposited $175 billion into FTX. When FTX imploded, they were unable to access these funds. Without this money, Genesis had to halt withdrawals, raising questions about its solvency. Shortly after the decision to halt withdrawals, Digital Currency Group CEO Barry Silbert sent a letter to shareholders, explaining the situation. He said that the parent company had $2 billion of debt, including $575 million it borrowed from its subsidiary, Genesis. He said they used this money to buy back stock. This means that the parent company Digital Currency Group was both borrowing and lending money to its subsidiary, Genesis. These types of complicated and seemingly redundant transactions never look good from a corporate governance perspective. But anyway, this video is not about Genesis, it's about GBTC. Almost immediately after the FTX situation began, the price of GBTC started decreasing and its discount to NAV started widening. As of the time of recording this video, the discount currently sits at 49%. Grayscale is a separate subsidiary than Genesis. Even if Genesis goes bankrupt, it shouldn't have any direct impact on Grayscale or GBTC. One potential reason is the feared regulatory backlash against the crypto industry as a whole. With so many high-profile crypto disasters in 2022, the SEC is likely to become even more conservative when it comes to approving new crypto investment vehicles, such as a spot Bitcoin ETF. It could also be the case that after losing more than 75% of their value, GBTC investors are finally throwing in the towel and giving up all hope. This video is not financial advice, but I personally wouldn't touch GBTC with a 10-foot pole. While the 49% discount to NAV may look attractive, there is still the risk that the SEC never approves the ETF conversion, and the whole thing becomes effectively worthless. You've been listening to the Wall Street Millennial Podcast. Don't miss a minute wherever you go. Wall Street Millennial, 
signing out.